Hello everybody, this week's parish is Parsha for A, and the Parsha begins with Moshe Rabbeinu telling Klai Yisrael, I'm putting in front of you blessings and curses, and I want you to see that, says Moshe Rabbeinu, you got to see that. And the question all the Mepharshim ask is that there's nothing really to see. You're not showing them anything, you're telling them something. Say, Shema Yisrael, here. What's re'e? What's see? And the second question the Mepharshim struggle with is, the language of re'e is usually a singular language. I'm talking to one person, I say re'e. When I'm talking to a group, I say re'u. Why is Moshe choosing the singular language when literally, uh, four words later, Moshe says, lifnechem, before you, which is plural. Why the switch? So the Bar Yosef explains as follows. He says, the Gemara tells us in Kedushin, a member of base that a person always has to look at himself in life. A person always has to look at life as if right now, this moment, his merits and his averis are exactly 50-50. He's on the brink right now. Whichever way he goes right now, that will be the game changer. If he does a mitzvah right now, that will tip the scales to the right. If he does an averis, he'll tip the scales to the left. And the Gemara takes it a step further, says the Gemara. It's not just for your own personal sake you're supposed to look like it's 50-50, but the whole world, says the Gemara, a person should view that the whole world is hanging in the balance right now, and it could just be that he's the guy who's going to tip the scales to the right or to the left. Says the Bar Yosef, we know that later on in Parashat Kisav, Moshe is going to tell Klai Yisrael that when they go into Eretz Yisrael, they're going to have a ceremony. They're going to have six Shvatim go up, on one mountain, another six Shvatim go up on another mountain, and the Levim will stand in the middle, and they're going to read these blessings and curses to Klai Yisrael. They're going to say, if you do A, B, C, D right, you're going to get blessings. You do it wrong, you're going to get curses. And the reason for that ceremony, says the Barry Yosef, was that everyone in Klai Yisrael had to visualize this thing, that you have two halves of Klai Yisrael on two mountains, and everything's in the balance right now. We're 50-50. Whatever I do can tip the scales. Says my Shabbat the Klai Yisrael right now, A, you got to see, you have to keep that vision that you're going to have of these two halves of Klai Yisrael on two, two mountains. You have to keep it alive by you. You constantly have to see it, that there's really bracha and klala right in front of you. There's two options for you and for the rest of Klai Yisrael. So it's singular because it's A, it's to each individual. But he has the ability to tip the scales for the Robin, for everybody else, to lift Nechem, for all of Klaisol. It's all in his hands. And a person has to constantly keep that vision in his mind and to see that right now my action, which seems so small and so mundane, if I do the right thing, I just might be that guy who tips the world into the right, into the good place, and brings about Bracha. Or, God forbid, I could be the guy who tips it to the left and brings out Klaisol. Pasha continues in Parakidalad Pasagalaf, it says, Bonimatem la Shem Lekechem. You are sons Takashem your God. And the Gemara Babasra on the Yudamal, the Gemara says an interesting thing. The Gemara says that Kaisal is referred to different ways in the Torah. Sometimes they're referred to as Bonim, as sons of Akash Baruch, as children of his. And sometimes we're referred to as Avadim, as his slaves. Says the Gemara, Bizman Sha'isim Ritsayne Shamakim. At the times when Klai Yisrael is doing the Ratzah, the will of HaKash Baruch Hu, then they're referred to as Banim. At the time when they're not doing Hashem's will, then they're referred to as Avadim. And Saul and Sefer Meshulchan Gavaya, they ask the obvious question that, 
How do you refer to somebody who's not doing God's will as an Eved Hashem, a servant of Hashem? He's not a servant. He's not listening. He's doing what he wants. How does the Gemara refer to Klai Yisrael, the time they're not doing God's will, as that's when they're called an Eved? And they explain over there that you have to read the Gemara carefully. The Gemara is not talking about somebody who, God forbid, is not doing the mitzvahs and not doing what Hashem wants. What the Gemara is referring to somebody is somebody who, he does what Hashem wants, he does the mitzvahs, but he's not doing it out of Ritzayin Shamakim. He's not doing it because it's God's will. He's doing it out of habit. He's doing because he has to. He's doing it because that's what everyone else is doing. So therefore, that's when he doesn't get that special status of Bonim La Atem La Shamakim. If a person wants a Baruch to give him that special Hashgacha Pratas, that special oversight that Baruch gives, a special kindness that Baruch extends, a special treatment that Hashem gives to his sons, to his Bonim, to his children, then a person has to do it because he's doing Ritzayinah Makam. A person has to do it because it's God's will and he wants to fulfill Hashem's Ratzin. And that's what the Gemara is teaching us, that Klai Yisrael, when they want to get that special Siyat HaDashmai, special heavenly help and brachas, it has to come when they do the Ratzin Shemakam, when they do HaKash Baruch Mitzvahs, because it's what Hashem wants and they want to do Hashem's will. The Pasuk continues over there in Paragadal, Pasuk Alv, and the Pasuk says a prohibition of Lois's Gaidadu, which literally means, as Raj explains over there, that there's a prohibition that if someone, God forbid, loses a relative and is mourning over that relative, they're not allowed to wound themselves. You can't wound yourself or, or harm yourself in any way. A person, although a person is mourning, although a person is sad, he can't inflict any harm upon himself as a sign of mourning. The Gemara, however, in Yuvamis, Yidalam and Bez, darshins this Pasuk for a different halacha. The Gemara says, Leises Gaidadu teaches us, Leisasu Agudais Agudais. You can't turn into bundles and bundles. What that means is that Kaleisha is prohibited from turning into separate groups and separate cliques. And that's why it used to be when I was growing up that the halacha was that in shuls on Chalamayit, some people wore tefillin, some people didn't wear tefillin. But they wouldn't daven in the same base matters because it looked like different groups. Some guys do wear tefillin on Chalamayit, some guys don't wear tefillin on Chalamayit. And they'd have them in separate rooms. The guys who were davening with tefillin would be upstairs in, the, you know, in one room, guys davening out tefillin. And then when everyone took off their tefillin by hollow, then everyone would join together. Because of this problem of laces guy to do, of not causing Kaiso to look like it's a bunch of separate groups. So the question really is, is is there any connection between the pshat, the simple idea, the iser of not causing harm to someone's self over mourning over a mace, and this new prohibition of laces do, which the Gemara teaches us of not turning into separate groups? So I saw in the from Meshach and Gavai, the read from the Kavna Rav, he said a very interesting pshat. He says that ultimately there's one fundamental point. Why would a person come to the point where they're willing to inflict harm on themselves and damage themselves over their mourning or something that they, someone that they lost. And he explains because the person who lives for himself, a person who lives that life is about myself and I need to, so to speak, enjoy life and be happy. And if God forbid something happens that I don't like, something that makes me sad, something that hurts me, that harms me, I'm willing to start destroying myself and harming myself, inflicting pain on myself. But if I can be a person who lives for something bigger. I live for the Klai Yisrael as a group. I don't just live in my own corner. And I recognize I have a mission in this world to do and I have something bigger to take care of. 
then I'll recognize I don't have the right to go and start harming myself because I need to do something over here. I can't go and start harming myself and inflicting wounds on myself out of my own sadness. And therefore, ultimately, it's all one and the same. A person who can be part of a bigger group, a person who can, so to speak, not make himself into a separate clique on the side, he realizes, realizes he's part of something bigger, that same person has the strength to get through a tough time and not inflict harm upon themselves. Paragidal Pasach of Beza Pasach tells us, Aser to Aser, tithe you should tithe, take off Miser. And we know the famous Drusha, the Gemara tells us, Aser Bishvil Shatis Asher, a person should take off Miser so that they become rich. So the Vilna Gain says an interesting shot. He says that the way the Gemara knows that is as follows, because usually whenever we find a Torah, a Torah uses a double language. For example, Haycheach Teicheach. Terra says, rebuke, you shall rebuke. The Gemara tells us, even a hundred times. And other places, when Terra tells us something to do something multiple times, it has it always means to do it, whenever Terra says something twice, it means to do it in multiples, keep adding more and more. So why did the Gemara understand that here it can't mean that? Because we know the Gemara tells us, if a person keeps taking off a tithe, he's going to have nothing left to himself, and a person has an obligation not to take off more than a fifth, the Gemara says. A person is not allowed to keep taking, giving all the stock. A person has to leave himself some. So it must be, says the Gemara, that aser to aser, tithe, you should tithe, though you're going to be able, if you take off miser once, you'll be able to take off miser again. How so? Because you're going to get more money, and you're going to take off miser again. You take off that miser, you're going to keep taking miser again. So that's how the Gemara knows, says the Vonagain, that if a person takes off Miser, the Aser is going to be Bishvil, so that that way he'll have more opportunity to take off Miser, and that's how he'll get richer. I have a, an aunt who told me recently that this year, I think it was right a year ago or so, she had a goal that she's not going to focus her financial goals on how much money she makes, but on how much Miser she can give out. And she's calculating her yearly, so to speak, financial goals in, I want to give out X amount of Meister. I think Baruch Hashem, she told me she managed to fulfill that goal. So it's definitely a good way to look at it, that it's Aser, Bishvil Shatis Asher, that every time you take off Meister, you're thinking that I want to have the opportunity to take off Meister again on a new income. So I end off with one last thought. I saw a story brought down with the Rishon Zalman Meltzer. He was sitting at home once, learning with a couple Tamidim, and there's a knock on the door, there's a mashulach there. So one of the Tamidim wanted to go and open the door. And Mr. Zalman said, no, no, I'm going to go do it. And he ran himself to go open the door and to take care of the mashulach. So after the person left, the Talmud asked Mr. Zalman, he said, I don't get a Rebbe. Why, why can't I go open the door? Why do you have to go yourself and open the door? So he told him, I'll tell you like this. The Pasuk says in the Parashah, in fact, well, Pasuk get Aleph, it says that when it talks about the mitzvah of Tzedakah, it says... The Torah tells us a fact, so to speak, that there's never going to be a time when there's not going to be any aniyim. There's always, unfortunately, going to be aniyim in the world, and therefore there's always an obligation to take care of them. He said, the way it works is that there is an obligation. Somebody has to be the pauper in this world. There's, Akash Baruch was telling us, there's always going to be somebody who has to play that role. Now, who that is and why Hashem chooses certain people, only Hashem can know. But, says the Rizazamid, if God forbid this guy wasn't being the Evyang, then the role might be open, and God forbid I might be the one who has to take that role. So as long as this pauper is being the pauper, he's being the Evyang, he's so to speak fulfilling my 
obligation, so to speak, or my role of having to be the Evian. So I have to go open the door for him and take care of him because he's technically, so to speak, doing my job, being there for me. And there was some says something you have to always look at. God forbid a person should never be in that situation, but a person should always recognize that we never know why Hashem makes certain people poor and some people rich. But it's a, so to speak, it's a fact that Tiger tells us is always going to be there. And we have to view those who, God forbid, are in a greater need than us, that they are supposed to be taking that burden upon themselves. And we have to do the most that we could to help ease that. We should all have a wonderful Shabbos and have only Simchas.